The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the two-point conversation football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at bicbp-radio.com my name is matt johnson one of your hosts and alongside with me every single friday for our nfl history episodes mr andrew lens andrew happy november yes the month of being thankful for stuff um how are ye? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I just wanted to take this moment, uh, time out to recognize uh, Tom Maddy, who passed away on November 2nd, uh, Baltimore Colts great. But not only was he a Baltimore Colts great, but he has what to believe to be the first distinction of the first ever uh, quarterback in a game to wear a wristband with plays on it. Hmm. So. I just wanted to drop that little tidbit and, you know, recognize Tom Maddy here for a little bit as well. No, you must uh, me about him last night. And uh, I was like, Oh, I, I, I'm not too familiar with him, but that's, you know, that's a, that's a pretty cool first time distinction to have uh, going for you. So uh, it's always true. It's tragic to always lose these legends. Um, it really is. It, it really is. It happens every day, unfortunately, and sadly. Um, in our great sport of professional football. But um, but we talked about it last week. Our theme for this week, for this month, excuse me, is uh, is going to be those midseason trades, right? The midseason trades that went, went really well, uh, the midseason trades that went really bad. But midseason trades, uh, of course, in honor of the uh, the trade deadline, which passed this, uh, this past Tuesday, November 2nd. Uh, at four o'clock p.m. Eastern time, we had uh, another. Oh, oh man! Fantasy football notifications. Gotta love it. Um, you know, another lackluster trade deadline ending. We we had a couple crazy. We had a crazy one a couple years ago, but um, well, it just kind of haven't been the same. The biggest really trade midseason this year was, um, well, at least at this deadline time, was the Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs trade, and that's other than that, it has been. Um, it was relatively quiet. We had a couple, I think we had a couple other like mid season trades that I'm just mm-hmm. escaping my mind right now that are technically a part of all that. But the deadline was this past Tuesday. Well, you, Von Miller, I think was probably the biggest. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I forgot about Von Miller. <laughs> yeah. Von Miller was huge. Oh, I, they completely escaped me. Von, we, we will be mentioning Von Miller later in this episode today, but um, yeah, Von Miller to the Rams. I completely forgot about that. Um, and other than that, I mean, there wasn't really wasn't any major. There really wasn't anything major. It was just little little things here and there. Some decent trades. Uh, kind of put Gilmore up there a little bit, but we don't know quite how that's going to pay off quite yet. Hey, I know they play uh, the Patriots this Sunday. 
He played Carolina in, in Patriots. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. He, he played a pretty good game against uh, – they played the Falcons, yeah. he. I guess he was on Kyle Pitts the whole entire time. And, you know, Kyle Pitts is still a rookie. But still, though, if you can keep Kyle Pitts in check, I believe you keep that offense in check now, as we all know about Kelvin Ridley as well. So, Right. No, for, yeah, we, we did discuss that a little bit earlier this week. But – um. But yeah, so let's let's discuss this. Uh, you know, these midseason trades. There's been so many over the years, and there's again, we said there's really good ones. There's there's really um, a ton of bad ones. Bad ones. I think this is another one of those uh, good, the bad, and the ugly type situations. No, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, let's start off with some legends that it was kind of just like uh, at the beginning of the end. Some ones that were, you know, just quick kind of um, just just ones in passing where like, okay, these guys get traded for a really like almost insulting uh, amount. And like, oh, that's kind of an it. You know, it's kind of it for him. That's kind of it for him. I wanted to start off with the Jerry Rice one. Yes. Jerry Rice is a classic one. And listen, we all know what Jerry Rice meant to the game of football, right? His his incredible duration with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, right? Four, five rings. Is it four rings? No, four. It's four rings. No, three. Three. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. He came out in 85. That's right. Or 86. No, 85. He's got three. 88, 89. And then 94. So three. Okay. Um, and then, of course, he went to the Raiders and was relatively successful there. But in 2004, I mean, legit, I mean, you, a wide receiver, 20 years pretty much after his drafting, at 42 years old, um, he gets traded midseason uh, from Oakland to Seattle. Um, he just kind of wasn't liking his role there, of course. It's the it's the Raiders there. They're in a bit of a transitional period. Um, obviously, this is post John Gruden um, and, and post that Super Bowl team, right? Uh, oh, his name's escaping me. The quarterback. Uh, Rich. Yes, Rich, Rich Gannon. Um, Rich Gannon. This is all kind of post that. This is we're heading into the Demarcus Russell era, and they're just resetting. So he requests a trade, and he gets shipped over to Seattle, and. Uh, you know, it's like, and he goes for a seventh round pick of all, th- like of all, th- like you, Jerry Rice in a seventh rounder, just, just it doesn't sound right. And no. he, it didn't last. It didn't last very long. I think he played a seat like, well, he played 11 games, but it was like two half seasons or a season and a half or something like that. It was um, as far as like when it happened, but uh, you know, it was kind of a, a sad end to, uh, to his career. Of course, it like that's largely forgettable. That that you know that that run in Seattle. Yeah, it was it was very shocking as somebody that has grown up watching Jerry Rice at that point in time to see him standing on the sidelines during when the offense is on the field. So that was kind of one of those moments where. I knew it was probably over for him, but as Jerry Rice stated before, he was going to play until the wheels fall off. But just to see him stand on the sidelines, this is Jerry Rice 
greatest wide receiver to ever play the game and just standing there. He's relegated to the third or fourth wide receiver on your depth chart. Then, Right. That. I mean, that's, that's the equivalent of like just seeing Tom Brady just kind of hang out on the sidelines or like, uh, you know, for, for an older generation, a, a much older generation, Johnny, you yeah. being a backup and, and, you know, or, or, or yeah, be like it, going to LA or something like that. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's not, uh, it, it, it's a very strange sight to see. Very strange sight to see. It is. It was definitely, uh, definitely kind of a weird, sad moment because you knew something was just done and over with at that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other one I wanted to bring up too, like a legend kind of uh, being on his way out is the Randy Moss trade in 2010. Um, you know, this is obviously post that, that crazy Super Bowl run where, where Brady and Moss were, you know, just incredible, absolutely incredible together. Um, you know, and unfortunately came up short, but Moss was disgusting, like disgustingly good. And then uh, 2010 rolled around and Randy Moss just wasn't the same player that he was uh, in, 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 in recent years. So uh, about early October in 2010, the Pats sent him uh, back to Minnesota. Of course, we all know that Randy Moss got his start in Minnesota. Um, and you got to think like, wow, this is this is a cool opportunity. This is um, this is yeah, I, I think this is a, this would be a Brett Favre. I think this is Brett Favre's last year. Right. It's got to be Brett Favre's last year. Twenty ten. Yeah, and I don't. I think he was banged up. He was on and off that year. But it's like, man, you put these names together: Brett Favre, Randy Moss, Adrian Peterson, uh, Percy Harvin. For Christ's sake, who was a pretty big time name back then. There were several others. Um, I think. What's that? Isn't that when they had? Uh, they have I Jared Allen. They... Jared Allen on the defense, I think. But that's when they had like a stellar left side. They had. Brian McKinney and Steve Hutchinson. Yeah. You know, protecting that blind side as well. So that was I that was a damn good team if Favre was actually healthy and was Brett Favre. Right. You know, and you think it would work good. And Randy Moss, he didn't he didn't last very long with uh back in Minnesota. He was cut or excuse me, waved, cut, same damn thing. Uh, at with not even within a month, and he ended up finishing the year with the Tennessee Titans, which is also a very forgettable um, run. To, to, I've seen Randy Moss in you know in Titans gear, and it's it's peculiar as heck. Not a fan. Not definitely not a fan of it. Or the 49ers run that he had for his final <laughs> for his final season. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was weird. But that was another one where, like you said, I thought maybe. This was Minnesota's big time to shine. Randy Moss is going to be awesome. He's going to go there. And I believe the big blow up was as they were playing New England, like the day, a couple of weeks after he got traded and Brad Childress wouldn't listen to him. So he got all pissed off and went back to being Randy Moss. And they were like, well, then you're just going to get out of here. This year hurts for me too with Randy Moss because I, I finally started playing fantasy football again. Yeah. I drafted him, and obviously he didn't pan out too well for me. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough thing. We're like, oh, wow, I finally got this guy that I've always wanted fantasy football. And he's just, he's just bad. He's just not good. It, that's, I've seen it. 
That's the thing, though, New England. I think this kind of started it with Randy Moss and maybe even Deion Branch. But if you notice when the offense isn't throwing to a player, they're most likely either going to get traded or cut. Because Josh Gordon, that was the big thing, is they traded for Josh Gordon. And then they threw to him. Tom, Tom was throwing to him. Then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, what happened to Josh Gordon? How come he's not getting targets? And then all of a sudden, Josh Gordon's cut or suspended or whatever goes on with Josh Gordon. We That's a yeah. yearly thing. But that's what happened he to says yearly thing. <laughs> like Groundhog's Day. It's just news. It's I don't know what I'm I don't know what NFL story I'm sick of hearing. Deshaun Watson getting traded or Josh Gordon getting reinstated. Like they should just not even tell anybody anymore about Josh Gordon reinstated. We should just just end it and kind of be shocked when we're like, oh my goodness, is that is that Josh Gordon? He's with KC, right? Yeah. That worked out really well. That's worked out very good for them. Oh boy. Uh, is there any other legends you can think of that were kind of traded towards the, like in the middle of a season at the very end of their career. And you just kind of knew it was it for them. Not really. Not that's coming off the top of my head. Um, I know we're going to talk about one later, but there's also ones that have had giant impacts on teams that have, uh, you know, propelled them to the Super Bowl and some good ones in 83 when the Patriots traded Mike Haynes to the Raiders and the Raiders had arguably the greatest uh, wide receiving core or not wide receiving core, but duo and uh, quarterbacks like probably ever in the league or definitely up there when they had Mike Hayes and, and Mike Haynes and Lester Hayes. And they ended up shutting out that high, the high scoring of Redskins, Redskins offense in the Super Bowl. And I don't think they would have been able to do that without that trade for Mike Haynes. So that was probably one that comes to mind where it really, really paid off. Uh, he was only in, he was in the league for seven season, but it goes to the Raiders, and all of a sudden he's he's the Super Bowl. He goes from a bad team to a good team. So that's one of the ones that. I was look when I was looking at here that really kind of paid off in, in the long run for right. just not only in the long run, but in that short term in 83, because I don't think too many people were stopping that. Did I say the, yeah, it's probably said that Washington offense. Ah, you could say that's what their name was back then. Okay. The Redskins offense at that time with, you know, Theismann, I believe Riggins is still there. Uh, Art Monk and all those guys. So that was that was a big thing that helped them stop. But nothing too much where legends getting traded. I have a personal one. Sure, I have a personal one that hurt me, and it's kind of insignificant. But I feel like if you're a Dolphins fan, maybe this was a little bit bigger. When in 2007, the Dolphins traded away Chris Chambers to the Chargers for a second round pick. I was pretty devastated that we just gave Chris Chambers almost away. Is Chris, I mean, people might be going, oh, who's Chris Chambers? Unless you're really into the NFL or you're a Dolphins fan. But he was a pretty good wide receiver for us. And he just, 
And then they got rid of him. And that still kind of angers me to this day that we traded away Chris Chambers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough <laughs> one. I, as a, I don't have too many personal ones. As a Colts fan, they either just let it ride out or they cut him. There was no, like, as a, as, you know, in, there was no trading to, to you know, get rid of anybody. There was really no trading to, to, to you know, there was a couple midseason trades, and we're going to go extensively on, on those ones. We're not going to go delve too deep in them today, but, um, you know, I don't have, like, as a Colts fan, I, I don't have too many memories of, of, like, you know, good good midseason trades or just, just anything of the sort. Kind of disappointing. There you go. Here's a Colts one that we're not that we're not saving in our back pocket for a later episode that I see here. Hey, the Bucks traded for uh, Booger McFarland, or the Colts traded for Booger McFarland from the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. In 06. It's come on. Who doesn't like Booger McFarland? Nobody does. You just completely ruined NFL primetime for me. Yeah. This dude, he's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. But like that that's it though. It's 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 never been anything and like it, right now, there's a disappointment on my part. It's like, okay, you know, this we're, we're the Colts are three and five right now, and you know, and they're not, but they're not making any moves to try and get somebody. It, it, that's a very frustrating aspect as a fan sometimes. It really is. But we're not here to talk about the here and now. This is NFL history. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about what was. I do got to say, one of my personal favorite ones that uh, that ever kind of went down. I'm going to talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, trade that happened just a couple years, geez, four years ago now, uh, 2017 season, uh, towards the right before the trade deadline, the uh, the 49ers are in real bad shape. They're down three quarterbacks, I think, at this point. Brian Hoyer um, is hurt. CJ Beathard is hurt, and they might have had one more. This is a little bit before. I think this is a little bit before Nick Mullins, but I think they had one more. And uh, they made a trade because uh, there was a lot happening in New England, and they sent an offer to go get Jimmy Garoppolo from the new uh, from New England Patriots. I think the Patriots were just happy to do it. Uh, they did not want to have to pay him because he was his rookie con. He was a backup for a long time, and um, you know his his backup contract was or, or his expected contract was going to be pretty high. You don't want to pay two guys. You never really want to extend a, 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 a guy off of, you know, it's a backup quarterback, especially coming off a rookie deal. So um, so San Francisco went and made a move on it. And honestly, it, over the last 20 years, I would dare say that that maybe 20s a lot, but that was probably one of the most important trades for in San Francisco 49ers at the last, in the 21st century. I, I would dare say that. And, and now, uh, and hear me out. I know it hasn't been good, and I know that Jimmy Garoppolo is not very fondly thought of by a lot of people. All right, he's he's kind of a black quarterback. He's he's definitely become been injury prone. He's un- underperformed, but um, you know Jimmy Garoppolo over the last couple of years has made San Francisco 49ers football interesting again, right? Yeah, it, you know. Um, you know, I know we had the, you know, we had the Kaepernick era and stuff, and he brought this electric style of, of run running football. And, and then, you know, everything happened with him. He went away, but San Francisco was a, it was a crap team for, for a good stretch of time. 
And you know what I mean? It was like almost an expected W. It was just, it was just terrible. 49ers football was terrible. And all of a sudden they trade for Jimmy G and he goes on a miracle run. I think he won all six of his starts that year. And when, when he converted, I think, I think CJ Beathard got hurt and then they put Jimmy in um, to, I forgot who was against, but he, he won like the final six games of that season for San Francisco, including a win over Jacksonville, who was the uh, AFC runner up and, and probably the hottest team in football at that time. It seems like such a long time ago. I know. Right. <laughs> I've heard like some little stories about that, like how they ended up getting Jimmy Garoppolo. It's kind of funny where the, the, the backstory is crazy. And honestly, I don't even, I kind of want to, I don't know if I no. I don't know if I want to use an ep, a whole episode on that one. He's too fresh. He's too fresh. He's it's too, not NFL history related. But, just, but yeah, I just know like they called up Belichick and they asked for Garoppolo, and he guess supposedly this is all just rumor and stuff that you hear. And so I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, yeah, called him up and said, "Is you know, is Garoppolo can." let's make a deal for Garoppolo. Belichick said no. And he said, well, if you're not going to trade Garoppolo, what do you want for Brady? And then that's kind of how he did it. And then there's also the rumor that Cleveland was offering like a first round pick for him and some other stuff. But I guess Belichick refuses to pretty much trade with Cleveland unless we, they know it's junk, which I know you got one that you want to talk about that involves the Browns and the Patriots as well. Yeah. That was like, the, that was also like the big rumor that Belichick wasn't going to trade with Cleveland because he's still holding the grudge grudge of them when they fired him back in at the end of the 94 season or 95 season. Right. No, it, it's it, yeah. It's uh, I mean, there was a lot of drama that, uh, that, that came out around that time, right? There's a whole, uh, Tom Brady, Jimmy G feud going on, right? Remember, remember all that stuff. I mean, it's the media. I don't know how much it was overhyped, but um, you know, there's all these stories about how how Tom Brady and his trainer locked him out of a TB, some kind of facility, and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh God, like screw you, Tom Brady, like go Jimmy G. You know what I mean? And and, and you know he came out and, and and guns blazing though. So I was really happy when Jimmy G got out of there. It just hasn't been. The same, but I mean, listen, a couple of years ago, Super Bowl runner up, Jimmy G did that. All right. Uh, out of, uh, and this is Kyle, this was Kyle Shanahan's guy. And obviously, it's not going to last forever. They seem to be poised to, to, to move on to Trey Lance, but, um, but yeah, to, for, for, yeah, Jimmy G, it, it, that was, that was a, that was a fun one for me. I, I remember my emotions, uh, when it happened and, and just how I was like, okay, let's go, San Francisco. You know, go do your thing, Jimmy G. And, and uh, you know, it, was a, it's been okay. That was, I think, was one of the crazier deadline trades because even uh, what year was that? That was, was 2017. I, I, that might have been cl- pretty close to the deadline. Yeah, it was a, that was a pretty big one because that's also, yeah. I mean, it's not as big, but it was kind of big in a way. Cause it was like some weird transitioning period, you know, for the bills as well. And like all of a sudden you see that, that the Panthers traded away Calvin Benjamin to the bills. And that was kind of, I think that was kind of like a shock thing as well. I know for me, it was, they gave up a third and a seventh for him, which he'll, well, 
Kelvin Benjamin himself will take a biscuit or a bag of chips. For oh, it. Kelvin for Benjamin trade. trade was awesome. Oh, do you remember that? Like I, that was, I, we thought we had a wide receiver one. This is post, this, this is post Sammy Watkins era, right? This is, yeah, right. Sammy Watkins is has been was traded, I think, to L.A. I think they traded the Ram him to the Rams, and they didn't have a wide receiver one. It was all like these rooks and just just kind of like a mixed nuts kind of um, hodgepodge of, of people. And then yeah, they went and brought they went and got Calvin Benjamin. It was everyone was so hyped. They were so excited for Calvin Benjamin, who came. It, you know, it's one of those things that you, you sell high and. Listen, Calvin Benjamin was was not too shabby with with Cam uh, under center. I think 2015 was 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 his best year. He did an all right 2016, but you brought over to 2017, and here you thought you had the neck. I'm not gonna say to, but the way that Bills fans hype up everything, it certainly felt like the second coming of to was coming to Buffalo. But they were excited for a wide receiver one, and you know this is this is in the middle of their playoff their their playoff run, the big. Um, you know, breaking of the drought and, and God, Terod Taylor and Kelvin bench can't beat that. And, uh, Oh, you most certainly can beat that. <laughs> I was, I, I just remember that and thinking, wow, the bills are actually doing something here. Uh, Andrew, you did I really say we, yes, you did. You said we have we we finally have a wide receiver one. I think I was like pretending like I was a Bills fan <laughs> in the context. I was saying it as I was like pretending to be a Bills fan. Like, oh, we got our guy. That's that's <laughs> that's what I meant. Hey, trust me, I I do not associate with the Buffalo Bills in any sort of fandom at all. <laughs> at all. I gotcha. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for putting that in the group chat. I appreciate that. <laughs> but um, Ryan's probably popping champagne right now because of that one. Ryan or Ryan? Both. They're probably on a Zoom call right now, popping champagne. Oh. Going, we got him. We got him. Brian doesn't listen. He doesn't read the group chat anymore. Wisely, oh, yeah, smartly. Um, but yeah, the Calvin Benjamin one was was crazy because uh, the next year everyone was like, "Okay, cool, Josh Allen's coming in. We get we got Josh." It- Again, I'm saying this as from the mindset of a Buffalo Bills fan. Okay. Oh man, we got Josh Allen coming in, and we got a wide receiver one. We got Calvin Benjamin, and then you remember the story about like uh, Calvin Benjamin refused to do like warm up routes with with Josh, and then they cut him. Yeah. Uh yeah, well, just looking at this list, it reminds me so much. Seventeen was a was a popping year. Texans trade Jawayne Brown to the Seahawks. He's still there. It's when the Seahawks still haven't really solved their offensive line problems. They're <laughs> like, hey, we'll get uh, Dwayne Brown and the Texans trade away their best left tackle. And then a couple of years later, they're like, oh, man, now we need one. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. that was a big one. Um, here's another one that I, I don't understand this trade as a Dolphins fan. I'm glad he went on. I do believe, yeah, he does have a Super Bowl ring with the Eagles, but Jay Ajay. Oh, I remember what that's. I remember a hundred percent what this was about. Hundred percent. It was Gase not oh, yeah. wanting 
not wanting to run the ball because this guy was tearing it up and we're like, Hey, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. That's the one I heard. That's the story I heard out of that. This was him disciplining because he was disappointed, right? The, the dolphins went to the playoffs in 2016. Mm -hmm. All right. Adam Gase comes in and, uh, they were playing like really bad. And he, he wanted to show that like nobody was safe. Uh, there wasn't a single person that was safe. And that's at least a story that I read. Again, media overhypes everything for a story. Yeah. So um, it's probably one of those things. But when it comes to Adam Gase, I'm really not surprised. But um, right, he, he packed away Jarvis Landry that year. That was more contract. That's and even the- still, it was that. Jay Ajayi was a superstar down in Miami. And the, and the message was that nobody is above getting moved out of here. The the Landry thing though was more uh more money. That was more he, money. Even still, like, these are these are guys, these are big time. I mean, they, they did. I mean, from a GM perspective, they did smart. They got they got capital for Landry, they got capital for Ajayi, they got capital for Tannehill. Um, you know, obviously that that following off season, but the Jay Ajayi one was 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 pretty crazy. Um, Ooh. That was a head scratcher. But it was a me- that that was a message to the rest of the locker room that you will be out of here. Even though, even though in that time period, I think um they would have been doing people a favor. I you legit did Jay Ajayi a favor. He went and yeah. won a Super Bowl ring. Um, wow, you sure showed Jay Ajayi by trading him to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, what did they oh yeah, okay. So they they ended up getting the fourth round pick for him, and that fourth round pick turned into Kalen Balage. Mm. So, yeah. good job, Gase. Way to just destroy everything known to man. He's great. Well, you guys were almost on track. You guys were almost on track. He almost, yeah. he almost, he almost did you a long term favor. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the big Cutler signing was big too. I forgot about that. It was a good time. It was a good time. Pull him out of retirement, man. That's what's <laughs> up. Um, yeah, there's a couple other ones that I want to acknowledge in this episode. Before we close up, I don't want to give too many de- you know, deets and, and spoil future episodes, but um, I did want to uh, – this is my personal uh, – this is my favorite in a funny sense. This is uh, linebacker Jamie Collins, who uh, was playing for the New England Patriots in 2016. He, they were – Let's see. He made the Pro Bowl the previous year. He started six games in, in 2016, and uh, he was playing really good. The Patriots were playing really good. This is the year they went to the Super Bowl, and uh, I believe this is the year that they played Atlanta and beat Atlanta. So he made like a big play on the sidelines and looked at Bill Belichick, and he screamed, I want that Von Miller money. And literally, like the next, the next day, they shipped him out to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> they shipped him out to Cleveland. So he went from like having a, a winning record to, I think it was 2016, the year that they went winless. Or was that 2017? I think it was. I think No, I think they won one game in 2016, one or two games in 2016. And then 2017 is the year that they went winless. They, they had to show Kaiser and that's how they got the first overall pick to get Baker. Yeah, it was 2017. So, um, but, but I mean, Collins was with the team for a, a little while. He's had a contract extension, but he, uh, 
he, he came back to the Pats eventually, but his his mouth got, got him. You know, when you go out to Bill Belichick, he made one big play, right? He, he he's a playmaker, but you know, one significant play, and you got to go to Bill Belichick. I want that Von Miller money. Okay, yeah. goodbye. <laughs> that was the thing that I believe with Randy Moss too is that he talked about his contract, and that's the biggest thing you don't ever talk about your contract in the media with the Patriots. And he talked about it, and they were like, "Yeah, you're gone." <laughs> yeah yeah speaking about like uh this is kind of a reverse one but uh shocked that the cowboys did the amani the amani cooper trade in in you know round in the season uh, a couple of years ago when they did the same thing for roy williams of the lions who they saved Roy Williams. It worked out better for Roy Williams than it did for the Cowboys because they saved Roy Williams from being on an 0 and 16 team. And they ended up giving a, a lot up for him a first, a third, and a sixth round pick for Roy Williams, who really didn't do anything in 2008. 2008. Um, I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, they cut him the year after. Yeah, because he was. Yeah. Just... The, the, wow, the Lions made out. <laughs> they got a What's first, the... third, and sixth round pick for him. Let me uh, let me see what those picks turned out to be per se. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. Roy Williams. Um. Is Randy Moss There's a there's a so it's the 09, so that's the uh that's the Stafford draft. So they must have had a okay. second that's the second for it. You would think it's the following year. They're probably just just shipping out every October 2008. They, they probably like we're not good, we're oh, going 0 and 16. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of other different trades in there. Uh, trade with Lions. Oh seven or oh eight? It was they shipped him in oh eight. It was the oh nine draft though. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't have him in here for some reason. Oh, oh eight. Okay. So this is what the Lions what those per picks turned into. Not quite sure if the Lions actually held on to that pick. That it doesn't state it on this website. But that was their first round pick. I know Brandon Predigrew stayed with the lions that was the that's what they turned that first round pick into uh the third was the guy named Derek williams and the sixth was aaron brown and the seventh that the cowboys got from then that trade was vance walker hmm. so not a didn't really lions are gonna be the lions and it showed right there right um, yeah that's that sounds about right that sounds about right yeah. um is there any other ones you wanted to cut up uh to, to discuss randomly before we close up shop today no i think we i think we hit the ones that kind of meant something to us some bad ones some good ones that worked out and uh i just can't wait to get into our our core episodes and start doing a little bit of Digging, storytelling. I know our next one, 
uh, has something that means to you. So that's where I think I just, we should leave it in my eyes and let's just start preparing for our next big episodes and get into these core ones and get into some big time in-season trades that hurt or help the team. Absolutely. We're going to start off with a banger next week. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, our uh, former Indianapolis Colt uh, turned Los Angeles Ram, Eric Dickerson. Uh, we've yet to do an episode on Eric Dickerson. We're going to talk about that midseason trade. And we're also going to bring up another Colts uh, midseason trade in, in collaboration with that episode. So, um, so yeah, so that's a big one. We're also, uh, who else do we discuss? We're going to talk about this month. Oh, John Hadle, uh, from the 1970s. And we have one more, we're going to pick out. Not sure. Not sure exactly who we're going to, who we're going to choose to do an episode on, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, those are at least two of the next three, um, that you have to look forward to, but, um, but that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love some feedback. We love to hear. Uh, you know, some of your favorite midseason trades, reach out, email, uh, email us the two point conversation at gmail.com. T H E the number two P T conversation at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. We have a really fun Facebook page, a lot of interactive content to be a part of. We want to talk with you. It's always really cool to get messages uh, via that and, uh, and hear from people who actually listen to the show. Cause it's, I don't know. It, it, it's still mind blowing to me, the, the number of viewers, but it, it, it's extra special when you actually directly hear that somebody's listening. So, yes. um, but all right, everybody, that is it. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Andrew and I till next time, the two point conversation is good.